Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday, June 28th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, it was a rough day in Minnesota on Sunday, to say the least. Uh, the Indians wrapping up their 10-day, uh, eight-game road trip with a loss, 8-2 uh, to two to the Twins. But more importantly, uh, Josh Naylor uh, taken off on a stretcher after just a, a gruesome injury in the fourth inning. Uh what did you see? What did you hear? What was it like in the park uh, once everybody realized what was going on? Yeah. Um, as soon as, as soon as, uh, you know, Jorge Polanco kind of checked his swing and sent it into short, uh, you know, center, right center field or center for right field. I thought, I thought there was trouble right away because Naylor's always plays full out on, on, on balls like that. You've got Ernie Clement going out with his back to the plate, and it was just really a, a just a, a terrible, terrible scene. Uh, you know, I, I'm you know I was thinking you know Naylor is so much bigger than Clement. If he had hit Clement full on, you know Clement might have been in the position that Naylor is today. But Naylor somehow got airborne, fell on, fell, came back down to the ground. Uh, put all his, fell with all his weight on his right ankle, his right leg, and was just really, really, uh, really ugly, Joe. Just a scary, frightening thing. And he was convulsing on the ground. The nearest thing it reminded me of that I've ever seen is when uh, Joe Turkey Jones spiked uh, Terry Bradshaw at the old stadium when the Browns played the Steelers. But that, and then it was like the Coliseum, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the, the, the the crowd cheering and, but there was nothing, there was silence at target field. It was, it was, uh, everyone knew it was a serious, serious injury. Could you hear, uh, Naylor, uh, yelling and screaming from, from the press box or was no, that, no, you know, we were too okay. far away. Yeah. Too far away. But, uh, you know, yeah. the players came out and, you know, Clement just kind of sat down right next to him. You know, he couldn't, you know, he was really, really stunned by what happened and felt terrible. You know, we didn't talk to him last yesterday but we talked to a lot of other players and uh, they were just you know they were trying to tell Ernie that it wasn't his fault and you know Francona said um, you know it, it, it looked like, to me like on the replay that that uh, uh, Naylor caught, had the ball in his glove and then the collision knocked it out but he said Naylor it was Naylor's ball but he didn't call for it there was no communication and the second baseman's got to keep coming on a play like that until he's called off by the outfield. Right. Yeah. The, the collision happened because there was a, a lack of communication, but I don't think either player is to blame in, in that situation. Uh, they're both trying to make a play and they're both going hard and hustling. Uh, like you said, Naylor, uh, when he runs the bases, we, you could tell early on this season, you know, he's a hundred percent hustle all the time. We saw glimpses of that 
even in his uh, uh, you know brief time last season. Uh, it, it was it, it when he's running the bases and he's diving into home plate and and that kind of stuff. It it always makes you wonder. Hey, is 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 it maybe you know better for him to be a little more cautious? Uh, I, I I take it back to Bradley Zimmer's injury a few years back. Uh, how he said, you know, that's how I play the game. I, I go 100% all out, uh, and and if injuries happen, they happen. Uh, obviously, this is a, a, a long-lasting sort of impact injury for uh, not just the Indians, but for Naylor himself. This is the kind of thing that you could miss significant time with based on uh, what happens next in terms of his evaluation. The Indians came out with a statement today saying that he suffered a fracture and dislocation in the right ankle. The, uh, the injury was reduced on the field, which means they sort of pop things back sort of into place uh, on the field. Uh, and then he was taken to uh, Hennepin County Medical Center for pain management, which is, you know, kind of telling right there is that he must still be in some sort of significant pain. Uh, he'll travel today back to Cleveland, back to the Cleveland Clinic with James Quinlan, the head athletic trainer, and be evaluated by Dr. Mark Berkowitz, uh, who's a foot and ankle specialist. And you know, they'll determine the, the course of action. But I'm assuming that it's going to be, you know, some sort of surgery where pins and screws and plates are, are involved. And this could have, uh, you know, career ramifications for, for Josh Naylor. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. You could probably call it career threatening. You know, it depend, you know, it just depends how he bounces back, how long the rehab is. You know, was, um, I was texting with Lonnie Soloff, the, the, Indian, the head of the Indians medical team. He said it, they called it a broken fracture because the bone didn't come through the skin right. and uh, a closed fracture. Closed fracture, yes. Closed fracture. And uh, the bone didn't come through the skin. And that reduces, greatly reduces the, uh, the possibility of infection. So I guess that's one good thing, but it was a devastating injury and really shook the whole team up. And I just feel sorry for Josh. You know, he, he, he was finally getting a chance to play every day. You know, the, you could tell the Indians viewed him as an everyday player. He's hitting, hitting, you know, he's a left-handed hitter. He was playing against lefties and righties. And, you know, on this trip, he had two of the biggest hits on the trip. He, he beat the, he beat uh, the Pirates uh, last Sunday with a single and a two-to-one win. Hit a two-run homer against the uh, tw- the the uh, Cubs the next day in a four-to-nothing win. And then for this to happen, it's just just a terrible injury. Just it really, you know, just you know, you just feel bad for the guy. And I I really hope I hope everything works out for him and. You know, if he has to have surgery, it's successful, and and that you know we see him next season. I, you know, I can't I can't believe he'd, he'd be back anytime this year. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, no, I I don't think that that's even a, a possibility right now. And and you know, I, I would not be surprised if uh, within the next hour or so the Indians make a a move on the roster, put him on the sixty day DL, and, and basically write him off for the season. Uh, you're right. In late and close situations. You know, during this season, uh, 37 plate appearances for Josh Naylor. He was hitting 353 with a 1082 OPS and three home runs. He he was a guy who would would come through in clutch situations, clutch at bats, late in games. Uh, you know, through the first half of this season, and now the Indians are going to have to find a way to to replace that. Uh, you know, what are the 
what are the, who are the candidates? What are the, the, the possibilities here in terms of what they do to the roster in order to, to sort of, you know, make up for what Naylor gave them? Yeah. Great question, Joe. Great question. And I, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, you, they've, they're down to three outfielders, right? You've got Eddie Rosario, Zimmer, and, and uh, whom I met, Harold Ramirez. Mm-hmm. So you, you, they have to add an outfielder, don't they? I don't think Clement is – he hasn't played enough outfield to be considered a fourth outfielder. He's more of an emergency guy, isn't he? I, or maybe – Right, you know, yeah. I mean, if they don't make a move to bring an outfielder up from, from AAA right now, then Clement could maybe play a little bit. Uh, what about the possibility of putting Ahmed Rosario back in the outfield and calling up Andres Jimenez, who's been swinging a pretty hot bat down at AAA? Yeah, I think that's that's a, a definite possibility. I, I you know, I, I kind of tend to they they w- tend to think they wouldn't do that because just because Rosario is playing so well at short, and uh, do you weaken? I don't know if you weaken two spots, you know, by putting him back out in center because he played center. I mean, better than, you know, he was improving in center field. I, I, but I think he's, he's really settled in at shortstop, you know. So I, I don't know if they would do that. But, you know, you've got Oscar Mercado. You've got Daniel Johnson. You've got that kid, uh, Connor Maribel, who's played pretty well at, at all at Columbus. Or you, maybe they do something, finagle with the roster and, and activate uh, Fran Mel Reyes. And uh, then maybe bring up an outfielder, maybe make two moves or three moves today. Right. Yeah. They, they talked about, you know, the possibility of activating Fran Mill and just letting him finish his rehab sort of at the major league level, sort of monitoring there, him there. He hasn't played in back-to-back games in, in Columbus, but you know, it's a possibility that they do that. They, 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 they add a bat and they just sort of go with who they've got right now defensively. Uh, I, I do think, you know, there's, there's a chance that, you know, a Daniel Johnson gets a call, but uh, who knows what they're thinking right now in terms of the way the outfield looks and, and who's, who's ready. Oscar Mercado was, was starting to, to come around. It's, it's funny that the, the improvement at the plate for Ahmed Rosario really sort of took off after he didn't have to worry about the outfield, after right. he was just sort of locked into that uh, shortstop position. So maybe, maybe they do leave him there and, and try to, to not mess with you know, what's working right now. Uh, and that's something that maybe Terry Francona values, but yeah, that's, it, it's a big sort of situation right now. You need bodies. You need, you need at least four outfielders, don't you? To, yeah, to, I, to feel that's comfortable. What I think. You know, I'm thinking down below who's uh, at double a that Oscar Gonzalez is having a great a great Oscar run. Oscar Gonzalez is not somebody that you can play in the outfield right now. I, oh yeah, okay. I, I watched him play uh, <laughs> this past week in right field, and it was a bit of a circus every time the ball went out there to right. So uh, I think Oscar Gonzalez is quite a bit of ways away from being anything more than a DH at the uh, major league level. But what, what about Chang? Would, would you put could Chang play out there? I, I, I would play Clement out there before I played Chang out there. Because yeah, we haven't I, seen Chang in the, the outfield, have we? I don't think he's I don't ever even played know that, I don't even know that that's even a possibility right mm-hmm. now. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it does leave you with, what, Bobby Bradley is your only defensive first baseman as well. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a, another great point. So, you know, they, they could be exposed in a – well, you've got Chang can play at, at first yeah. base, and he has played at first base all year. So expect to see that. But – 
you know, your only real, you know, first baseman is, is Bobby Bradley on the roster right now. Uh, that puts a little bit more pressure on him as well uh, uh, defensively. And that was Naylor's best position to me, first base. I thought he was really improving. And he, he was getting better in right field. He would make one of those crazy plays once in a while. And then, you know, I thought, uh, what, Friday night or Saturday night in, uh, against the Twins, <clears throat> he had the bad error, and then he made a great play, you know. So he was getting better out there. Yeah, he, he made a couple of plays coming in on balls where he looked really athletic. And, you know, you can't deny that he had probably one of the stronger arms out there in right field uh, in, in, on the Indians defensively. But uh, I, I would think for the rest of his career now, Josh Naylor is probably going to be uh, limited to, to, to first base if he, ever, if he ever makes it back onto the, uh, the major league field. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. We talked about the the potential moves. Uh, let's let's talk about you know what's going on with the pitching rotation and you know spots there. We saw Justin Garza come up and have what two and two and two thirds innings. Yeah, uh, in his major league debut, he gave up a, a home run to uh, Josh Donaldson. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz was it Nelson Cruz. Yeah, uh, Tito said JD, and I was like, I'm wondering why why he kept saying JD. It was it was yeah, Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Well, Tito had had a lot going on in his mind at the time. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think, a lot uh, in his plate yesterday. I think we'll give him the uh, the pass on that one. Uh, so he gave up the home run, but then settled in and and really looked good. Uh, this was a kid that the Indians drafted twice, and he came back from uh, you know Tommy John surgery. Uh, just for him to be able to come out and perform like that was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, he was. He, a very, you know, they called him up. Uh, when the Indians got to uh, got to uh, Minnesota or Minneapolis, um, and uh, kind of a long guy, long reliever, had I think what he gave up one or two runs at between Akron and Columbus, so he did a real nice job there. And he was like you said, Joe, they, he was a kid they drafted in college, uh, coming off Tommy John, I think. So uh, you know, so you know, he was uh, like uh, 
Vinny Pistano in, in that regard almost. And uh, uh, so, you know, he's another arm. Uh, he's he's kind of reminds me of, uh, of uh, you know, Eli Morgan a little bit. Not a real big guy, but he mm-hmm. certainly he certainly pitched well. And, you know, Francona said, uh, you know, liked him because he didn't back down. He threw strikes, stayed in the strike zone, threw all his pitches. So, you know, so that's a step in, a, you know, who knows how he fits into this this whole mix. Right. Uh, yeah, they, they drafted him out of high school and he chose to go to Cal State Fullerton. He played in, uh, I believe it was the, for the college national team, uh, but by his junior year, he had blown out his elbow and the Indians drafted him so that they could make, pretty much take over his rehab from the surgery uh, rather than having him doing it on his own and through the college and, and all that. So uh, really uh, just a, a case study in sticking with a kid and having it sort of pay off uh, at the major league level. Uh, the Indians home uh, now to open up a seven game homestand uh, tonight at the ballpark. Uh, they, they start with three against the Tigers and then four against the, uh, the Astros who are going to be coming in here, probably playing some of the best ball uh, in the majors. Uh, the chance here over these next three games for the Indians to maybe uh, get get right and start feeling a little better about themselves, both offensively and on the mound? Yeah, well, they've, they're seven and three against the Tigers. The Tigers always seem to be, you know, their antidote to whatever is troubling them. But the Tigers are playing well. They beat Houston twice, beat them in, in walk-off fashion on Sunday. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting. We're going to see that young rotation from the Indians uh, again with uh, Morgan, Quantrill, and and uh, and uh, Mejia facing the uh, the Tigers, and I think the Tigers probably going with some of their young guys too. So, uh, right, Matt uh, Manning is starting tonight, and right, I know he's right. one of their younger guys. Uh, I believe we'll see Casey Mize uh, as well. So, uh, just the the chance there to to really see. I, I believe they they called up Daz Cameron and uh, Isaac Parides again. Uh, yeah. So we might might have a chance to see them and. Akil Badu, the uh, the young outfielder who burned Aaron Savali back uh, <laughs> earlier in the year, so so yeah, a uh, lot of lot of young talent will be on display over the next three days at Progressive Field. Uh, but this is an opportunity, you know, at least heading into that Houston series for the Indians to sort of get uh, feeling better about themselves. Yeah, and they've got to uh, you know say they, they've got the three guys set for the Tigers. But they're going to have to uh, name a, you know, somebody's going to have to start Thursday against Houston in that first game. Uh, so, you know, Logan Allen was. Yeah, scheduled. what's Logan Allen got to do? I mean, he, he flew all the way out to Minneapolis and then they yeah. had a rain out on Saturday. Mother Nature got him. <laughs> so maybe, you know, Logan Allen just, you know, he flew back to Cleveland from Minneapolis with the, with the tribe uh, Sunday night. Maybe he'll just hang around and, you know, throw a bullpen here and, and start that game. So we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, so technically he's he was on the taxi squad because right. he was traveling, but he wasn't on the roster. So you know we'll see when uh, when when they they announce their moves here coming up probably within the next hour. Uh, all right, well, Lindsay, this is uh, you know what what's next? Another injury. We've we've <laughs> lost Framil, we've lost Roberto Perez. Uh, the top three guys in the rotation: Shane Bieber, Zach Plesac, and Aaron Savali. Uh, now you put Josh Naylor on the DL. Um, really, you know, how much more do they have to lose? And 
and they're still what eight games over 500. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, you know? So, you know, I think this is going to be a stretch that really tests them, Joe. This is, this is the thing that's going to test them. You know, you're all the adrenaline of the injuries are gone now. You know, you, you are what you are as a team and, you know, they're really going to have to get some good performances from those three or four young starters and they're going to have to hit, you know, they're going to have to really, uh, you know, the guys that have been hitting have to keep it up and they need uh, Jose Ramirez to get going again. He's, you know, since he came back from getting hit in the foot in Pittsburgh, he, you know, he's really, I think he went one for one for 21 on the, or two for 21 on the trip. So he's got to get going. All right. We'll look forward to that uh, this week. We'll, uh, Talk to you again after uh, tonight's game at the, the ballpark. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.